we're going to jump right into the word of the Lord. Amen. Give our worship team a great hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We have an awesome worship team. Praise God. I want you to turn to Joshua chapter 24. Joshua 24, when you have it, say amen. Praise, praise the Lord. Amen. Once again, we want to wish all the fathers a happy Father's Day. Amen. And it's a very special day. You know, I was wondering myself, I was just saying, you know, because you know how they say that, you know, the mothers, man, they get better gifts. They get more gifts. It's more special, right? And fathers, they kind of, you know, they get a barbecue and they have to barbecue and, and they get a tie and, you know, some shoe shine, you know, different stuff like that. And I was just thinking, I was saying like, I wonder how God feels, God the Father. Because we, we celebrate Easter. We celebrate Christmas. But there's really not a, a specified day for God the Father. Amen. But how many know that we can honor him by living for him each and every day. Amen. Amen. And I believe that's what God wants. And so, uh, turn me to your Bibles, Joshua 24. We're going to begin in verse 14. And we're going to read verse 15. It says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Somebody say faithfulness. faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Come on, you've been there before. It says, And serve the Lord. It says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose. Somebody say choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we pray that, Lord, today would be a day of decision, a day of choosing Lord God, that men, fathers, and even women and, and young people would make a decision in their heart, in their soul, to serve you, my God, all the days of their life, with everything that they have, because that's what you desire, my God. That's what you want from us. And Father, we love you, we bless you, in Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and have your seat uh, this afternoon. Now, here, I know when Greg came up here, he quoted from Joshua chapter 1, I think that's verse 8, eight and 9, amen, to be strong and courageous. We hear the mandate for Joshua, a young servant, a young man of God that, uh, that was, you know, that was following his leader, Moses. And, 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 and the mantle was being passed to Joshua. And Joshua, uh, Joshua was given the mandate to, you know, to be strong, be courageous. And we see here in verse 24, 14 through 15, Joshua is the, is the man. He's the leader. He's the one that's leading Israel into the promised land. And Joshua is at the end of his life. He's, at, he's near the end. And he has been a successor to a great man, Moses. And he had big shoes to fill. Can somebody say amen? And how many know that he filled those shoes well? Joshua wasn't perfect, but he did a good job. He did a great job. He's led Israel into Palestine, to the land of promise. And the land flowing with milk and honey. And gained control of, of major areas in the promised land. And he set up a beachhead. And now he calls upon the people to remember that all that God has done for them. 
And you know, when we look at, 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 at us as a men today, as, as, as a ministry today, is that God, 40 years ago, over 40 years ago, you know what? He, he delivered us, man. He set us free. He, he, he birthed a, a, a ministry like Victory Outreach to, you know what, to spread out to the right and to the left and all around the world. And how many know that we are a beachhead for every inner city, for every city in the world that, you know what, that's hurting, where there's drug addicts, where there's crime, where there's poverty. And God has called us and set us up and called us to be that beachhead and to be the men and women of God. See, now here at the end of Joshua's life, he calls upon the people to remember what God has done for them. And I want to let you know, those of you that are here, those of you young people that are here today, I want to let you know, don't ever forget what God the Father has done for your father. Because you wouldn't probably, you might not be here. You might be wandering in the street. You might be hooked on drugs. But it's because your father that surrendered to God is that you have a place in the kingdom. Amen. You have inherited the blessings of God. You have inherited the goodness of God. You have inherited, you know, everything that God wants to give to you and I. Joshua sends out an urgent call to Israel to make up their minds. He tells them, you know what, it's, it's time to stop limping between two commitments. And he tells them, you know what, choose whom you will serve. And, and you know what, Victory Outreach, Victory Outreach Heart, and I want to talk to the men really quick, and, and you know what, I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm going to throw some. <laughs> but you know what, it's time that we, the men, that you quit fooling around, that you start taking God serious, that you got one, you know, you're serving God on, on Sunday, but through the rest of the week, you know what, you let your heart be divided. And look at this church, we're not going to fill up that top place until the men, till we take it serious, till we, you know what, give our lives and say, you know what, God, I'm, I'm going to commit my life to you. I'm committing my family to you. I'm committing everything that I have for your honor and glory. And we quit, you know, we, we, we quit, you know, getting led, led astray by the enemy, by the devices of the enemy, by the desires of our own heart, by the things that we used to do. We got no place over there with some of our old friends. We pray for them. We want them to get saved. We want them to serve God. But, you know, sometimes we want to go. We want to play, you know, we want to play church on Sunday and do other things throughout the week. And you know what? We're not going to, you know, we're just going to spin our wheels like Israel did. Joshua was talk, taking the men of God, the families of God, into the promised land right here. And he's telling them, you know what? You better, you better make up your mind. Now, you know what? We'll lose everything that God gave us. We'll lose it. So he says, choose whom you will serve. So I'm gonna, we're going to go over three quick points. Joshua had a, a message from God for the men of Israel, and I believe that message is still valid today. And that message was, number one, that they needed to make a choice, like I was just talking about. Joshua issued a final challenge to the men of Israel. You would think, check this out, you would think, that after all Israel had been through and all that God had done for them, that the decision would have already been made up. But it wasn't. They were still playing to Israel was still, God, he separated the sea in front of the men of Israel. 
He said, I'm, I'm all powerful, God. You think that you're stuck? You ain't stuck. Watch this. And he parted the Red Sea and said, you walk through there. I'm going to walk you, your family, your, your aunts, your uncles, your babies. And you know what? You're going to take all the possessions that you have with you, and you're going to go on your way to the promised land. And he killed the enemy behind him. But was that enough? No. It wasn't enough. Huh? You see, I don't know about you, man. I, you know, I wanted to get delivered. I wanted to, you know, I was a crack addict. Amen. And, you know, man, I, you know, at first, you know, like any, like sin, sin is, sin is, is fun for a season, the Bible says. And that's all it is. It's just a, it's just a hook, man, that pulls you in and all of a sudden it, it is madness. And, and you know what, man, I had fun for a minute, but after a while I was like, man, this ain't me. What am I doing out here? What am I doing sleeping in a car? What am I doing homeless? Begging at, at the gas station, being at the gas station with a gas can, telling people I ran out of gas with my hood up. <laughs> and they know I'm lying. Come on, somebody. And I was working. I had a job. That's the only thing I still had. I was barely, they were ready to fire me. But I thank God that, you know what, that I made a choice. When I came to God, you know what, I said, I'm going to serve the Lord. Uh, this is my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures right here. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Because God has been so good to me. See, the choice must always be personalized. Joshua said, choose for yourselves. We live in a world filled with the evidence of bad choices. Look at our communities today. Look at our, you know, uh, you know, the things, look at families today. Look at, you know, the different things that we see each and every day. We live in a world that, you know what, that is the result of bad choices. My pa I remember Pastor Steve used to say that, you know what, the reason that the world is in the condition it is today is because men ain't taking their place or under, under the unction of God and serving God with all their hearts. They want to do their own thing. They want to be, you know, involved in pleasure and, and fun and all these different things instead of, you know what, serving God first. With all their heart. See, the Bible is a record of the tragedy of wrong choices. In Genesis 13, 8, we see Abraham and Lot. There, it, it says, let's not have any quarreling between you and me or between your herdsmen or mine, for we are close, close familia. We're, we're relatives, he said. And we know that Lot, man, he, he made a bad choice. Right? He made a bad choice. He said, you know, I'm going to take my family this way. It looks nice over there. How many know the grass ain't greener where you, you know, where you see it? It's where you water it, right? And, and Lot seen, he said, oh, man, it looks good over there. But how many know right next to it was Sodom and Gomorrah? Huh? It was a wicked land. And sometimes the enemy tries to take us away from the things of God by showing us things that look good, showing us things that look green, huh? financially green. Amen. And, and we make choices, you know what, uh, you know what that, that take us away from the mandate and from the purposes of God that he has for us. And then all of a sudden we wonder what happened. See, there's men in the house of God right now that are, that are you're stumbling and you're, you're spinning your wheels because, you know, you want to serve God, but you, you haven't made the decision to give him everything that you have. Lot made that, you know, Lot, Lot made that decision. And man, he went through a lot. Man, his uncle Abram had to come and rescue him. Twice. Amen. 
See, but the Bible is also a proclamation of the reality of God's yearning to redeem mankind from foolish choices and tragic ends within their life. God wants us to be blessed. God says, I got plans, you know what, not to harm you, but to bless you. Amen. To give you a hope and a future. See, the Bible is the story of the power of right choices. How many know there's power in right choices? Josh, that's why Joshua said choose. He said it's not an option, but it's a must. And that you and I, we must make up our mind each and every morning when we get up out of our bed to say, you know what, I'm going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord today. Alternatives are always before us. The enemy is always putting things in front of us. The world is always putting choices in front of us. They're always trying to get us to, you know what, to choose something different than the, than the call of God upon our life. And you and I need to be able to, we got to be wise as, uh, as a dove. We need to be gentle as a dove, wise as a serpent, be able to see, be able to, you know what, to watch and see what's coming our way. Because the devil is the father of all lies. And he'll lie to you in a, in a heartbeat. But alternatives are always, they always come our way. We always have choices. James 4.17 tells us, If anyone knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, for them it is sin. And so we need to, you know, most of the things in our life we know. <laughs> we know what's good and what is not good. And what's good, you know, uh, in the sight of God. But it's not enough to know that what to right from the wrong, but what it is is the power of the right of choosing what is right for your life. Right has power only as, as it is done. Amen. You got to make the, the right choice. You got to turn away from sin. You got to say no to the devil. You got to say no to the, to the uh, alternatives that come your way so that you can accomplish all that God has for you. Because God has great things in store for you and I. See, principles are of little value unless we are prepared to live by them. And we, and we choose to live by them. we got to choose it. You need to make a choice today. Joshua said, you know what, choose. It's the first thing he told Israel. He knew he was leaving. He knew he was, he, you know what, that he wouldn't be around much longer. And he said, you know what, if you guys are going to keep going, we, we have the gang here. The gang's here. We have the Joshua generation here. I don't know if we have too many. I don't know if we have any of the, uh, the first generation here amen but we have a joshua generation and we have you know the next generation the gang and you're the ones that are going to take this place even farther and you can't start begin to compromise you got to continue to choose what is right for what god has for you for our life and for our ministry and for the inner city see we're going to impact the world we're impacting the world and we got to continue to make, we got to continue to choose each and every day we get up. We got to make a choice. The second thing is that we got to choose this day. Joshua said, choose this day. In other words, you know what? We don't have time to waste. Our biggest enemy is procrastination. 
You know, we could go years, you know, and still holding on to things, still holding on to sin, still not knowing if you want to serve God with everything that you have, and you can spin your, way, your wheels year after year, and you're wondering why you're not getting the victory. You're wondering why God is not, you know, using you or why you're not being raised up. And a lot of, the, a lot of the times it is because, you know what, we're wasting too much time worrying about this or worrying about that or following this and following that. But the Bible tells us that, you know what, tomorrow is not promised. And we need to make a decision today. You need to choose today. The time for choosing is now. 2 Corinthians 6.2 tells us, Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We need to understand that, you know what, that time is short. Time is short. Time is running out. Every day that goes, goes by, it's closer to the day of redemption. It's closer to the day of the second coming of Christ. And you know what? We need to get out there, amen, and we need to do what God has called us to do. And this is, you know what? This especially fathers. Fathers, man, you you, you got to get you got to make a decision to serve God each and every morning. To get up and get a hold of God. To get up and you know what? Pray. To get up and read your word. To, you know what, throughout the day, meditate on God. To have a one-on-one -on -one, uh, conversation with God throughout the day and ask God to be with you. Ask God to show you, you know, and ask God to direct your foots, your, your, your steps, on everything that you do. Because it's very vital and very important. Time is short. It's running out. The Bible tells us that in Proverbs 27.1, do not boast about tomorrow. For you do not know what a day may bring forth. Amen. We could talk about the future and we could talk about this, but today we got to serve God this day. We got to do what's best for our families today. We got to do what's best for your marriage today. You, you know, uh, a lot of times, we, like I said, we procrastinate and say, oh, I'll get it together tomorrow. I'll get it together, you know what, next week. And, you know, I'll make it up to her. Or I'll make it up to my children. Or I'll make it up you know, to, uh, you know, to God, I'll do this. I'll, no, we got to make the decision today to serve God. That's what Joshua was talking to Israel. He said, you know what? No more playing around. No more lollygagging. No more, you know what, indecision. No more serving between the two. But you need to make a decision who you're going to serve this day, today. See, God wants, God doesn't want the dredges of your life. He, want, he doesn't want the leftovers. He doesn't want the, 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 the pieces or the coffee grounds. I mean, what could you do with coffee grounds once they're done? <laughs> they're the leftovers. You throw them away. Dredges means it's, it's a sediment that, like, you ever look at a bucket that's been sitting around for a while, and down in beside of it, inside on the bottom, there's dirt, and there's rust, sometimes builds up. Sometimes that's all we give God, the sediment of our life. Huh? We give, them the, we give them the least. But how many know God wants us to give, give them the best? He wants us the best of our lives. He wants your life, and he wants all of you, and all that you are, offered up and dedicated to the living God. That's what pastor's been preaching about in Romans 12, 1 and 2, to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, our whole life, everything that we have. That's what God desires, you know, from us. This, this is what it says in the New Living Translation. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will accept. When you think of what he has done for us, is this too much to ask? Amen. 
Think about what he's done for you. You know, I, man, I, I, I'm, I'm just so excited. Like, like today, you know, my daughter's here. My, both of my daughters are here. My son, my future son-in-law. Come on, somebody. <laughs> my daughter's getting married uh, at the end of this year. Amen. And my prayer's always been that she find a man of God. She finds a guy that has a heart for God. And she found one. <laughs> Amen. She found one. He's a great, he's a great young man. And, uh, you know, I'm so excited for them. And, and I'm excited for myself. I'm going to high-five myself. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Not only that, we, we got, you know, uh, my daughter-in-law, Marianne. She loves the Lord. She comes from a family of God. Amen. She loves God. And she gave me a beautiful granddaughter. And she's got one in the oven. Come on, somebody. It's going to come out any day. Well, not any day, any week, a few more weeks. Amen. But that's two we plucked from Stockton. No, I'm just kidding. Take that off the tape. <laughs> Amen. But, uh, no, they're a blessing, man. They're, you, know, it, that's, you know, God is faithful. Amen. And I, I thank God, see, because I made a decision. You know what? I seen my pastor, Pastor Steve. Seen his family. I seen little Stevan and, and his daughters. And I seen they weren't perfect, but they grew up in the house of God. And he gave, and, and that's what inspired me. My pastor gave everything he had to God. And I, and, and I seen the result of it. And I said, you know what? That's what I want my kids to love God. He, they love God. His kids are growing up in God. And you know what? Look what God is doing in their life. And I said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to give everything I have to God. And I'm going to serve God. And God's been faithful. Amen. God's been faithful in my life. And he'll be faithful in yours. See, the present is all that we have. This moment, and with each tick of the clock, a moment passes by. We need to give everything that we have is to God. See, Noah, when you look at the life, there's many great men in the Bible. Noah, Noah was a man that he protected his family with his faith. Amen. And it's going to take men here that have faith. Men that are going to trust God. They're going to hold on to God because the enemy is going to come. He's going to try to steal. He's going to try to kill. He's going to try to rob. He's going to try to separate. He's going to try to break up. He's going to try to do all these things within your life. But it's going to take men that are, that, that are you know, that have faith in God that are going to hold on for each and everything. So you can protect your family in a lot of different ways. But the greatest way you can protect them is by faith. The Bible says that by faith, Noah, being warned of, of God, of things not yet seen, moved with fear and prepared an ark to save for the saving of his house. And what you and I are doing as we serve God, we're building an ark. We're building a spiritual ark for our family to get in, to learn how to follow God, to learn how to build for God, to learn how to sacrifice for God. And let me tell you something, as you build and they see you building, as they see you being faithful to God, as they see you faithful in your giving, as they see you faithful in your building, as they see you faithful as a leader, faithful in your ministry, faithful at your job, faithful in your community, faithful in everything that you do, you know what? You're going to breed faithfulness within your children. And they're going to want to be at church. They're going to want to serve God. That's why, you know what, man, 
And I used, to, I used to bring my children to church. I made them come. Some, some people are like, you know, I'm going to let them make their own decision. Heck no. That's like saying, oh, I'm going to let them make a decision whether they want to drink. I'm going to let them make a decision whether they want to smoke crack or not. I'm going to let them make a decision whether they, you know what, want to get involved in this and they want to get involved in that. No, no, no. You know what? My kid, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As they're walking, they're living and breathing and eating and being under my household. You know what? They're going to serve God. And it's something, you know, we used to come all night, all night prayer. When we used to have all night prayer at the church back before, we started at 9, 10, and we went till 6 in the morning in the church. We had, we had a building then. And my kids were asleep inside the pew, under the pew, or in the classroom. Amen. And but that I believe that today that, that those things that we did, they built, you know, a, a heart for God into my children. Don't let your children tell you, you know what, I, I don't want to go and I don't, you know, don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. It is your responsibility as men, my responsibility that, you know what, that we show them the things of God and that we build and let them know how important it is. Now, someone else is going to do it. The devil will do it, the world will do it, all these different things to do it. And, and, but you know what? We've got to build a strong foundation within our family, within our marriages, and also within our children. But we do it by faith. And I knew, I believed God was going to save my children. Even though they went astray for a second. Amen. They got slapped around like the, you know. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the devil, man, he tried to mess with them and. But how many know God had another plan? See, this call is for a decision. The whole household is in the balance. Amen. The whole household. This call is still going forth today for fathers to choose whom they will serve. You need to choose this day. You in the home, you men in the home, those of you that are fathers, God is trying to get a hold of you because he wants to bless you. He wants to bless your family. He wants to deliver you from all those things that you used to do. So don't, don't play in the home. Get a hold of God. This is an important time. The most important time in your life right now is that God wants to take all that old stuff out of you, and he wants to put in his stuff. He wants to put in his spirit. He wants to put in his love. And he wants to put in his power. He wants to make you a man of God so that you can, you know what, walk with your head up. And with, you know what, uh, as a man of God, doing what God has called you to do. See, Joshua here is issuing a clarion call for a decision in the men of God here in Israel. A clarion is just a, it's an old word for like a clarinet, for a trumpet. In other words, Joshua is blowing the horn. He's making a proclamation. Even in the old days, they used to, before the king came out to, to, to let the people know about a new law, a new decree, or something that was going on, uh, they would come out with the clarions and, you know, not for margarine butter, but you know what, for men of God to, you know what, listen up, men, because it's going to be your responsibility to instill in your family. And I believe Joshua here is making a call. He's blowing the trumpet. He's saying, men, it's very important. It's very vital that you know what? That you surrender to God, that you give him everything. And you know what? It's the call's going out loud and clear. 
In other words, he's saying it's time to draw a line in the sand. Let you stand up and say, you know what, I'm serving God today. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. The last thing, and it's going to be quickly, is that you need to choose for the good of your family. Joshua said, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. The challenge put put to Israel was a challenge to build a nation based on homes and families dedicated to the one true God, to Yahweh, the God of Israel. And I believe that today God is calling men to rise up. So you know what, that time is running short. We need to, you know what, we need to get a hold of God and we need to begin to fight for our nation, fight for our families, fight for our children. Because the challenge is difficult, but it could be done if we turn our hearts to God. You know, I was thinking about how when I came into Victory Outreach 22 years ago, 1993, and the church was probably about this big, maybe even a little bit smaller. I could have probably a little bit smaller, uh, Pastor Darrell, about the same. Uh, and I was thinking about, you know what, in the next probably four to five years, three or probably three years, we went from about 150 to about 600. And you know what I was thinking? You know what I, I, I see? The di- what the difference I see is that we had men that gave their heart and they said, you know what, I'm serving God with everything that I have. And there was an overflow going on. I mean, there, there was men were, were getting a hold of God and we were praying together. We were giving together. We were locking arms together with our children and, you know, with the church. And, and I'm not saying we're not doing that now, but I, I'm, all I'm saying is that, you know what, we need to go to another level. You need to make, you know what, God wants more of you. We can't play. How many of you want to see this church go? We can fill, you know, we got, we got a lot of room up here. We got a lot of room up here for souls. But it's going to take men that are committed. It's going to take men that, you know what, have a heart for one another. Men that are going to pray, not be jealous that, you know what, that this man is doing this. It's not about that. It's not about who's doing what. We were taught, I know from our pastor, it doesn't matter who does the job as long as the job gets done. We're a team. Huh? That's how the dubs won. Huh? The dubs were a team. And not only that, they were a team. You know that most of them are men of God. They say that that team has chapel every morning before they go to practice. Tell me that the hand of God wasn't with them. Huh? They didn't care. What do you call it? They didn't care who got the MVP trophy, uh, Curry. He cheered him. He was, he was said, man, if it wasn't for him, man, where would we be? If it wasn't for that guy, man, if it wasn't for Iguodala, if it wasn't for Clay, if it wasn't for Green, if, it wasn't, if these guys didn't do that. See, we all have a part to do. We need all of you. We need all the men. You're just as important as everybody else. I don't care what you do in this church. You're just as important. But we need men that are going to rise up and that are going to say, you know what? I'm giving God everything that I have. Joshua committed himself to be a spiritual leader in his home. And in a few minutes, we're going to ask fathers to commit their lives to God in a new way. In other words, you know what? That they're going to rise up and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to go for it, man. They're not going to let anything hold them back. Not only for themselves, 
to live for God, but also for their families. Because then we know we got to be our best for our families, for our loved ones, for our wife, and for our children. See, Christian homes just don't happen. The Argonzoni family didn't just happen. The Pineda family didn't just happen. The Aguilar family didn't just happen. Huh? But it took a man that you said, you know what, man, I'm going to lead my family. I'm going to be in the forefront. And you know what, I'm going to lead my wife. When I first came to church, my wife wanted nothing to do with God. Huh? She used to cuss me out. I, don't tell nobody. <laughs> don't tell her. When, we first came, when I first came to church, man, I was going to church, and she was still drinking, and she was still, you know, I'm going to tell a few secrets. There goes my gift, my Father's Day gift. But I got three kids still. <laughs> but, you know, when we first were coming to church, man, because I had, I had burned her so much. I had put her, put her through so much pain. I had ripped them off, my family. I, 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 I left them high and dry with no finances. When I got out of work, my wife, I, I told this story before, my wife used to come to my work, and, and I used to try to sneak out the door, and she knew I was sneaking out on the other side. I think she had a, I think she had a contact inside. Uh, she had a spy. So I tried sneaking out the other door over at New United Motors. It's Tesla now. I said, I'm going to go down the door too. And I got my check, $1,000, man. I'm, I'm headed out. I'm going straight to Oakland, and I'm getting me uh, quadruple ups. And I can't, you know, I'm going out the door. Yeah, it's Friday. Hey, come on, somebody. And my wife was there. <laughs> she at the other door. And not only was my wife there, but my dad was with her. So, because you know what? Because I would shake her, right? If it was just her, I would have shook her and I would have just ran and booked. <laughs> come on, somebody. But, you know, she would bring, she was smart. She brought my dad. And my dad would just be standing there like, you know, give me that look like, you know, what are you doing? And so I had to walk over there and, man, give, here's my check, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, but I thank God that, you know what, that he took, took, took all that away. But she, you know, she used, to, she, used to, she used to, you know, she used to cuss me out. She used to call me a punk. Oh, ooh. Can I say that over? Am I right? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> she just called me a punk. She said, you're, you're, you're a punk. And you know, back in the day, you know, you just want to slap a girl for town calling you a punk, but that's a different, it's a different story. But you know what? And I'm telling this because it's true. And there, it goes, it, let, let me, you guys laugh, but it goes, it goes, it's going on today. It's going on. Some of you that might be new here. And my wife used to call me all kinds of, you know what I did? See, before, you know what I used to do? I used to run out the door. I said, I'm going to go get me a double up. I'm out of here. And I wouldn't come home for two or three days. I'm going to go medicate. But I got taught here in this church. So you know what? When, they got, when, you know what? when the flames start coming, you know, go get on your knees. And I used to go up to the back room and start praying, Father God, I need your strength right now. I don't know what's going on, but I know that you touched me. I know you delivered me. I know you saved me. And you know what? I need you to move right now. And, and you know what? She'll tell you, it made her matter because she didn't know God. And I, I, but and I didn't run out the door. 
I stood my ground. I said, you know, I'm staying here. Devil, you're a liar. I don't need to run out of the door. I know that you're going to heal my family. I know that you're going to take care of my family. And I'm, I'm staying right here. I'm not going to go get high. I'm not going to go get a drink. I'm not going to go, you know, do this or that. The fellas don't have the answer. You know what the answer is? Right here on my knees. And I would get on my knees and pray. Because that's what I got taught in the house of God. And I believe that, you know what, that men, you know what, you don't have to run out the door no more. Those of you that, you know, you might feel like it. Don't go nowhere. Get, get on your knees. When, when it gets tough at work, when it gets tough, you know what, 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 what financially, when it gets tough, you know what, with your children, don't run out. Don't go nowhere. Don't turn to drinking. Don't turn to getting high. Don't, you know what, I don't care if you got a marijuana card. That's not real. Okay, that's phony. Those are for people that are really sick. Those are for real sick people. Burn your cannabis card if you have one. You don't need it. Because God is a deliverer, man. He's just so good, amen. But marriage, you know what? Godly families just don't happen. Fathers, you got to work. You got to put your hand to the plow. It's not too late. Don't let the devil tell you it's too late, that you're not going to make it. Don't let them tell you it's too hard. Don't let them tell you it's too difficult. Men, you in the home, you know what? You got a big hole to climb out of, but that's all right. It's just going to make you stronger. You know what? God's going to bless you. You can do it. You can become that, a man of God. You can become the father of your family. My, my wife wanted nothing to do with me. And that was my whole point. That you know what? God turned all of that around. Little by little, she started coming to church. Little by little, you know, God started, you know, dealing with her. And, and, then, all, and then she gave her life to God, and, all, and she's with me here 22 years. Amen. She's still by my side. But that's because that's the thing, that's what God wants to do. That's why he wants us to choose. Because God's going to do the work. Marriage doesn't make a home. Make a home Christian. Christian homes are the result of deliberate Choices to serve God, especially by the Father. Some of you, you know, it's the, it's, it's, it's the wives it's the, or it's the woman that's taking care of them. But God is going to do it. Choose who you will serve. And why don't we get the worship team up here, amen? Praise the Lord. So we need to choose who we're going to serve. Will we serve, the God, will we serve the Lord or the gods of our forefathers? Culture. Family parties, all these different things that, you know what, that we grew up knowing as being the things to do. How many know that God's ways are not our ways? And we need to, we need to make a conscious decision to choose God and to love God with all our heart, to make him the center of our home. But it's going to take faithful men that, are, you know what, that are surrendered, that have a surrendered heart. Men, on Father's Day, today's Father's Day, will you not make a commitment to God Almighty, to God the Father? Go ahead and stand with me. Praise the Lord. I believe God is looking for men in the last days that will rise up and say, you know what? I'm going to build. I'm going to build a spiritual ark. 
I'm going to serve God with all that I have. I'm going to walk by faith. And I know it's not going to be easy, but it's never easy. The Calvary Road is uphill and rocky, my pastor used to say. But how me know that we can make it. We can make it. God is looking for godly fathers. And so the first call, I want to I wanna challenge you men. You could be, you might be serving God right now, but you're keeping God at a distance. You give it, sometimes we give God a straight arm, right? Like a running back. God's trying to wrap his arms around us and we're like, no. (laughs) Take your Adrian Peterson. But I believe that God wants to wrap his arms around the men today. He wants to captivate you, your heart. And he wants to let you know that, you know what, the sky's the limit, that he has great things in store for you. Don't get caught up in the things of the world. Don't let your job overtake your life. Don't let many old things get in the way of an awesome God, a sovereign God that has great things in store for you. Bow your heads with me.